Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. So what if we just, all we did right now, that's it. We just, all we did was we just held a belief. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be and everything has led me to this point. So for some reason, I'm listening to Jill and Hannah talk about exactly what I need to implement. Praise God. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. So today we are talking about mom fog. Do you know that today 10.2 million moms took anxiety and depression meds in order to cope? And over 17 million moms started a new diet because they hated their bodies. And 13 million moms searched for something they couldn't find in their cluttered home. Over 27 million moms didn't have enough money to pay their bills. Over 29 million moms screamed at their kids and over 13 million overwhelmed moms went to their bedroom, their bathroom or their car and sobbed. Mom fatigue syndrome is real. It's pervasive and it creeps into every facet of a mom's life. My guest today says that the mom brain is different. Researchers have even found physical differences in brain scans of women before and after they had children. But moms continually use methods and techniques to cope with life that do not work with the way their brain is now wired. So my guest, Hannah Keeley, says there's a path out of the mom fog and she is leading the way. Hannah Keeley is a wife, a mom of seven, an author, and a speaker. She's also a master life coach who combines faith and psychology to help moms create radical transformation in their lives. Welcome to the No More Perfect Podcast, Hannah. I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you, Jill. This is going to be fun. Oh, this is. So, golly, you and I, we connected years ago. Girl. Um, you interviewed me for your program, mm -hmm. and then you spoke at one of our Hearts at Home conferences. Yeah. So we actually finally got to meet in person, and um, and we're still out there, both of us still encouraging moms. So I'm yeah. so excited uh, to finally have you on my podcast. Oh, this is such a blessing. Yeah, we, we never really left the trenches, did we? We're like, no, we're in there for good. We are. That's where like, we are. Yeah. 
I know moms are in our hearts. So, so let's talk about this whole mom fatigue syndrome and what you call mom brain. What really caused you to be interested in this? Uh, You know, what has, has really contributed to you digging in and learning about this? I think it was my own anxiety, honestly. Like I had, you know, just a few kids. This is before I had seven. And I remember just um, everything that could go wrong was going wrong, Jill. And I was like, I had anxiety. I had depression. The house was cluttered. We had no money. It was just like, I I remember thinking, is this, is, is this what my life is going to be like? Mm. Like always like feeling overwhelmed, feeling like, there's like, there's not enough feeling like I'm not worthy. I'm not enough, like all the things. And this is coming from someone whose entire background is in behavioral therapy. Like I was a behavior therapist before I decided to stay home with my kids. So you would think, okay, how I I have all the skills. I know how to work with the mind. I went to school for that. I got my training in that. And I can't do jack with my own head. I'm like, (laughs) what is wrong with me? (laughs) And uh, it kind of all, you know, the proverbial poop hit the fan one day when I walked in my bedroom. And um, I was, it was just a day like every other, Jill, Mm -hmm. honestly. And I was carrying a load of laundry into my room to fold, but not really, you know, uh, actually Mm -hmm. when I say fold, I mean to dump it on top of the seven loads that were already there on the floor. And okay. Yep. Yep. So you know the shtick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know the shtick. And uh, I just caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I was um, just way too young to look so old and tired. And, you know, I had just like blank expression, dirty hair, my husband's shirts, because I couldn't fit into any of my clothes anymore. And it was at that point, I just thought, is this my life? Like, I Mm -hmm. always thought it would be so much bigger and better than the reality that I was living out. And that moment, I just, like, I just fell on the floor. Like, I just crashed on the floor, Mm -hmm. bawling my eyes out, ugly cry. Like, there was Mm -hmm. nothing picturesque about that moment. There is stuff coming out of my nose, my eyes. I'm just a slobbery mess, just bawling and praying for God to do something, uh, mm-hmm. for him to send, you know, send someone with a check from Publishers Clearinghouse so I can <laughs> pay off my debt or, or send a team to help me get in shape or send someone to come over and declutter my house or just, oh, God, please send me help. And Jill, you know this. And a lot of people who are listening know this, but I so distinctly heard the voice of God in me. And he said, get up and fold your laundry. And um, Mm. I did not want to do that. And I will tell you this, when you hear God telling you to do the most counterintuitive thing, you know, it's him. Yes. And that was not what I wanted to do. I wanted to bellyache. I wanted to gripe. I wanted to slobber some more. And he said, get up and fold your laundry. And I realized at that point, all my strategies were not working. My expertise and my, you know, all of this, all of my knowledge and my mm-hmm. skill was not working. So I may as well do it his way. And I stood up and I folded my laundry. And that one day I can, 
earmark as the moment when I stopped depending upon me and started depending upon God's word as if it was my life preserver. Mm. And that was when everything changed. And, but that started me thinking, why could I not do it with me? What was different about me? Yes. That's when I started studying the mom brain and I've been studying the mom brain now. I mean, you know, this for over two decades. Mm -hmm. Right. And I realized that there are very distinct differences in how a mom processes information than how other people process information. And this is why it didn't seem like any of my strategies would work with my own brain Mm -hmm. because it was very different from the majority of my clients. So how, so let's talk about those differences. How is it different? Yeah, so absolutely. Well, I will tell you, there have been longitudinal studies um, done with women before and after they have kids. You mentioned this when you Mm -hmm. were talking earlier. And you can take a brain scan of a woman before Mm -hmm. she has a baby and after she has a baby. And you notice that she has loss of gray matter in her brain. So when you say your kids are making you lose your mind, (laughs) your kids are actually making you lose your mind, right? So so you might think like, why? Why is God and his loving mercy, why when I need it most, why would I actually lose brain matter? Why would my brain matter shrink? What would, why do I have this loss when I need it the most? But what actually happens is we develop a higher cognitive awareness field. So this is what I mean by that. When you become a mom, like this is just built into our brains because now we no longer have to make sure we live and survive, but now we have to make sure our children live and survive. So this is actually an evolutionary thing that happens in your brain when you have a child is you develop a heightened awareness of your surroundings. Yes. Right. And so this is okay. So some people are like, well, what do you mean by this? So for example, I'm holding my phone right now. Like you can see it, the listeners can't, but imagine like you have your phone in your hand and this is me in the car with my kids. Why is this not loading? What is wrong with my phone? Why is it acting up? Why is it so slow? And my kids will say, mom, hand me your phone. Let me see. And then inevitably they'll be like, Oh my God, mom, why do you have a million apps open? And then they start closing things out, right? Okay. So imagine when you have a baby, your brain now has a million apps open. Yep. So you're like, you're that person who, uh, like one time I walked into this person's house as Mm -hmm. you know, and they didn't have any kids. I didn't have any kids with me, but I'm talking with her. And the whole time I am pushing things away from her countertop. I pushed scissors away from the edge. I pushed, I pushed a glass away from the edge. And she looks at me, she's like, what are you doing, Hannah? And I was like, I actually don't even know. I think <laughs> I was thinking that my kids were with me. So I did this unconsciously. Right. So this is like, I'm sure your listeners, you can think of a moment when you grabbed your toddler right before they ran out into the road. Or you're like, wait, it's too quiet in the other room. Let me go check. Or a kid comes home, middle schooler comes home and you're like, there's something bothering her. Mm-hmm. And your husband's like, no, they're fine. But you find out, no, I just got a hunch. You call it a hunch. You call it mother's intuition. What actually happens is you have developed it's your reticular activating system. Now it's open. Your radar is picking up on all these signals around you 
on potential threats for you and your child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why you walk into a room and you forget why you're there. That's why you start projects and you can't finish it. That's why you are, you know, you understand you're listening to a conversation. You're picking up like every other word Mm -hmm. because your mind is spinning. You can almost Mm -hmm. feel that spinning because you're picking up on all these threats. So here's the, here's the problem though, Jill moms have issues. Moms have problems. Mm -hmm. We, our houses are cluttered. We're losing, uh, you know, we, we can't focus Our uh, we're gaining weight or our marriage are struggling. And so what we do is we go to Google, let me go figure out a solution. Yeah. We will buy a program. We'll buy a book. We'll download software. We'll get an app to think this is what will help me. And chances are 98% of the time that program app software, whatever was created by not a mom. (laughs) Okay. It was created in a boardroom somewhere. It was created with a marketing agency. It was created by someone in a corner office and someone who is not dealing with mom brain. So here's all these positive reviews. And we're like, this is going to help me. And I'm going to pay off all my debt. Hallelujah. And then we try it and we fail. And now we think I'm a failure. Mm. It wasn't designed to work with our brain. It was designed to work with a non-mom. We cannot necessarily execute it the same way. When I finally discovered this, I was like, wait a minute. Now all I need to do is just create strategies that work with my mom brain. Mm. All of this changed. I started paying off my debt. I started losing weight. My house got organized. And then God's like, okay, Hannah. Now, now you got to bring it to other moms. And so that's what I do is I help them work with their mom brain, not against it. Yes. Yes. Oh, that makes so much sense. And it's why, you know, moms are hypersensitive to Mm. like you, you use the radar, but and then they get frustrated because dads aren't like, right. dad, you know, uh, I can remember like my husband, I one time left the kids at home with him and I ran to the store or whatever. And I came home and they, they had been, um, uh, it was around 4th of July and they'd been like, um, using sparklers and, um, they'd been using sparklers on the trampoline. And I just was like, how can you even let them use sparklers on a trampoline? <laughs> like I, like my brain cannot, Why, right. you know, cannot do this, but literally it was like, there is a, a piece that we have that mm-hmm. they don't have. So, so let's talk for a moment about these strategies. Okay. That you're talking about that you were like, yeah. okay, um, strategies that work with the mom brain. What are you talking about when you talk about okay, that? Can yeah. you give an example of something Absolutely that would be different? I can, I can do this all day long, girl. This is my <laughs> life. This is what I do, baby. But, uh, the first thing I do with moms is mm-hmm. the most counterintuitive thing. I say, stop trying to change your circumstances. Now, mm-hmm. here's the crazy thing. I, I remember having a client come to me. Jill, she weighed 480 pounds and mm. she could not, she could no longer walk because her weight was crushing her ankles, mm. cr- literally crushing the bones in her ankles. Right. And she had tried every diet. She had got, she had done weight loss hypnosis. She had done vitamin B injections. She had gone to therapists about this the whole time. She just keeps on gaining weight. And Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I don't even want you to think about what kind of, what you're going to eat, 
how you're going to exercise, what you're going to move. Stop thinking about your circumstances and changing them. All we're going to do, the first thing, is we're going to change what you believe about your circumstances. Mm. So the first place we went to was that place that she was, she had buffered herself against was on hating her body and the shame that she had felt. Yes. From um, a series of things where she had, she had suffered um, there, there was some sexual trauma. There Mm -hmm. was um, a lot of limiting beliefs she had had early on about her value. There like all these things were stacking up in her childhood. And so she was sabotaging every effort to lose weight. Yeah, so her because, body, because of her thinking, because, because of, of her, her thinking. thinking, because of the core belief she held. So we went on and we started to deprogram all of this belief around her body so she could step into a place where now she sees her body as something that doesn't hold shame. Yes. That's something that doesn't hold um, hate. That's something that doesn't hold any judgment. That is actually a vessel for her life. Yes. So we, so here's the deal. We couldn't move to that place where she can say, I love my body. We couldn't. And so we didn't try. All we moved to is that place where it says, you know what? I have a body. I can mm-hmm. just have a body. And now I can step into the place where I can care for my body and eventually get to the place where now I can love my body. You know what the craziest thing is, Jill? What? We started working with the way she believed about her body. Mm-hmm. And do you know, without the diets, without the workouts. Do you know she went on to lose over 250 pounds? Wow. Wow. She's getting to the core of that place that says, I hate my body and I need this extra weight to protect me. Yes. Yes. You know, what you're talking about there, Hannah, is so much what my husband and I do with marriages. Yeah. Because what we do is we start we we help people identify what it is that they're believing about love or about relationships yeah. or about sex or whatever yeah. the thing is yeah. and and boy what we think is huge and there's a reason the bible tells us to take our thoughts captive yeah. to to renew our mind Right. Uh, All of that. There's a reason behind it because it is what goes on inside our head holds the key to our being able to move forward in life. Absolutely. Like look at Romans 12 too. Everyone wants to conform to the pattern of this world. Let me find the right diet. Let me find the right budgeting software. Let me find the right book program. Let me find the right whatever. Like you fill in the blank. Yep. But Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. mind. So now you can test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect will. So if your life isn't looking good or pleasing or perfect, don't try to find the strategy. Go find the thought. Yes. Oh my gosh. I so love this. I so love this because um, I have seen the difference that it makes. And um, I love it. So talk a little bit about somebody maybe that struggles with keeping their house up, like they've mm. got a lot of clutter and they can't get past it. What are some of the oh. thoughts that might contribute to that? I'm sure you've worked with clients on that. You worked with yourself on that because. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, it's true. So 
let me tell you, I will tell you about one of our clients. So there was another one of my clients, Rachel. Uh, she got inside Mom Master University, and her goal was she had a very cluttered house. Mm-hmm. She called herself a hoarder. She said she had to have little pathways throughout her house so that her and her kids could maneuver around it. Like there was no way anyone would ever come over it. Like mm-hmm. no way at all. Mm-hmm. And so she was she was a hoarder, and she was uh, just living with that constant clutter. Yes. So another strategy. So we work with the thoughts around, can I let stuff go? Am I safe in releasing this? And will, will my needs always be fulfilled? Chances are, if you have a lot of clutter, you probably remember a place in your life when you dealt with insufficiency with not enough. And so that's why you tend to collect things. But we did another strategy that works with the mom brain, and it's called habit stacking. So a lot of times moms are like, when we set a goal and we want to clean out something or we want to lose the weight, we're like, I'm going to clean the whole garage this weekend. And we set these like huge things. And what happens? We fail at that because we can't execute it. So instead of trying to like, I don't know how many times she had said, I'm going to declutter this house. No, you're not. So don't, so quit pretending like you are. What we're going to do is we're going to start stacking habits. We're going to do little habits one at a time. And it could be as simple as every time I wash a dish, I put it away. That simple. When I get the laundry out, I will fold it and put it away within 10 minutes, like something that simple. And then that's all like stop with the big goals and do those little steps and keep it simple. And now you start stacking these habits. Mm-hmm. And before when it was like, you're trying to spin plates. Now you just stack one habit on the other habit. And it's like putting all those plates on the lazy Susan. And now it starts taking over. So literally within less than six months without having the big, huge decluttering process, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was able to get her entire home cleaned out beautified. And now she hosts Bible studies in her house. Wow. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Stop trying to set the big strategy, like set the big weekend when you're going to do this whole thing. Maybe you don't need a 21 day fast. Maybe you don't need this body cleanse. Maybe you don't need a whole house declutter. Not that any of that is wrong, but with the mom brain that often sets us up for failure. When, what if I could just do one thing every day and just start stacking that up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that makes it so much more doable. And it's not an unrealistic expectation. Right. Because right. if we keep having unrealistic expectations, we are just fueling disappointment Girl. and discontentment and discouragement and ultimately disillusionment and even disconnection. Like it's like it just all it's like it, it starts a, a downhill spiral that is not yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, you got all the disses in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's say we got a mom and she's listening today and she is exhausted. She is overwhelmed. She doesn't know where to start. Obviously, she needs to pick up your mom fog book. But, 100%. But um, what is the first thing that she should do? Well, the first thing I would tell her to do is I want you to realize everything has been working in your favor to get you here. You're safe. You're okay. So a lot of times we think, um, I'm, I've lost opportunities. I screwed up my life. 
I should be further along by now. I've made a lot of mistakes. Other people are so much further along than I am. I can't do this. So all of these thoughts put us in a state where we feel tight, constricted, low energy. We can't do anything. Mm -hmm. So what if we just, all we did right now, that's it. We just, all we did was we just held a belief. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And everything has led me to this point. So for some reason, I'm listening to Jill and Hannah talk about exactly what I need to implement. Praise God. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that gets rid of regret. Like Mm, when we have that kind of a thought, what we're doing is we're getting rid of the regret and all the disappointments and all the shame that has us at this, because that really strangles us, doesn't it? Oh, Oh, so much. So I have talked to so many moms who have this regret looking back at who they were. But what I tell them, Jill, and what I'm telling someone, there's someone listening right now who's mm-hmm. like, but I have, I really did have a screw up a lot of stuff mm-hmm. there. Sure. And, and it, it looks like it. But I, what I want to tell you right now is I want you to look back at that person who you were and understand that that woman did the best she could with what she had. Give her love, give her mercy, give her grace. She did the best she could with what she had and she made it and she made it to right now. Yes. Praise God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so that's affirmation for us. Mm -hmm. And boy, we're good at beating ourselves up, but we're not so good at affirming ourselves, are we? Right. Right. We're experts at the self-deprecation. And you know what? What, why we do that, why moms do that is we think if I'm hard enough on myself, I can get myself to change. But what happens actually is the complete opposite. That's what the enemy wants you to think. Mm -hmm. If I'm not good enough, maybe I will force myself to be good enough. But what happens is the opposite. We start to push this ridicule on ourselves, and we start to like wire our identity as a failure. And so, of course, we start showing up like that in our life. Yeah, because what we think will determine what we feel and what we believe and ultimately what we do. And then it'll determine the results we get. Absolutely. You can't break this formula. It is it is in God's word like you. Whatever you believe, you will feel you will do and you will live. Mm -hmm. So it's that is that (laughs) feel, do, be, have. That is the model that we use. That's how we train up our coaches. Everything is, if we can get to the thinking, what is the thought? It's going to change how we feel. Mm -hmm. And when we change the way we feel, we're going to be able to do something a little different than we did before. And when we're able to do something just a little bit different, we're going to see a different result. Yep. That is the exact formula we use in our marriage coaching. I love hearing this. And and here's what we've also learned is you can do behavior modification all day. So you start at the do, right? But it's going to be short-lived because it's yes, being ma'am. informed. It's being informed by the thinking and the feeling and the believing. And so it's going to come up short, which is exactly yeah. what you said earlier. You buy the course, you do the thing, but you're trying to modify behavior without addressing what's going on inside your head and your heart. Right, right. And we know that out of the abundance, the heart, the the mouth speaks. Yes. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what we speak, we start to put into place and we just live it out. So you will never go beyond your belief ever. So Mm -hmm. if you want to live something different, 
sweetheart, you're going to have to think something different. And there's no way to get around it. You're right, Jill. It is very short-lived. If we do get an initial result, it's short-lived, and we will always go back to what we, in our deepest core, believe about ourselves. That's why Proverbs says, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flow all the issues of life. Mm-hmm. So we've got to get into those heart issues. We can't get around it. Mm-hmm. And that requires some looking back, doesn't it? I mean, it. yeah, it could require looking back, but... Uh, but it also, I think instead of looking back, sometimes it does, it requires looking deep. What do yeah. I really believe about this? What do I really believe? Now we could go back like there's, you know, there's a school of thought where I have to go back and I have to like relive things that I have to rewire like old experiences, or we could just say, oh, I see how I came to that belief. Sure. Now I can just think a new thought now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then we have to practice that new thought don't we? We really have to practice that. And, and we have to, because it's not going to necessarily come easily. Right. So what are some ways that when you're working with someone or that you even talk about in the mom fog of beginning to transform your thoughts, what are some practical ways that you encourage people to do that? Well, I know everyone's heard about affirmations, Mm -hmm. right? Like you speak out things and it starts to change. Um, yes and no, because it's not enough to just write it down and say it Mm -hmm. because you're, so I don't know if you've ever been like this, but I remember when I first discovered affirmations, Jill, I was broke as a joke. We didn't have two pennies to rub together, baby. (laughs) Like it was, we, we, uh, yeah, we, we, we were so poor. I mean, like when you talk about like, there's nothing to eat in the house, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not, that's literal. Like Mm -hmm. we were showing up at our church's food pantry. Like that's how broke we were. Now at that time, if I was looking in the mirror and telling myself, I am a millionaire, would Mm -hmm. my subconscious believe that? Right. No, no way. No way. And so sometimes like we'll create these affirmations. Like I am wealthy or I have, I have a million dollars in the bank or I have a rocking sexy bod or I have a, you know, I have like amazing, obedient children, whatever. But our subconscious is saying, girl, you ain't fooling nobody. No, you don't. Like, so we have this like cognitive distance going on. We want this, but truly in our heart of hearts, we believe this. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is go to a thought, go to a belief that we can hold with a little bit of effort. So for example, remember that woman I told you about who was so heavy. Mm-hmm. So we didn't start out. I love my body. I have a healthy, sexy, slim body. Right. What we did was I have a body. Mm-hmm. So now we just are getting a belief that she can hold that is now moving her away from the hate and the shame. So I have a body. I'm just going to focus on that. I have a body. It's just a body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to move on to, um, I care for my body. My body carries me through my life. Mm-hmm. And then in a couple of months, we're able to move into, I have an energetic body. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So yep. we have to work. It's we constantly like our, our spirit person has been made new. 
Like God mm-hmm. literally, when we said yes to Jesus, he pulled us out of a kingdom of darkness, put us into a kingdom of light and made us a brand new creature. So a third of us is perfect. Our spirit is perfect. Now our soul our mind, our will, our emotions. Now that has to learn to conform with that perfection. Mm-hmm. So whatever's mm-hmm. lacking in our life, mm-hmm. that's available through God. But now we have to teach our mind yeah. this truth. And sometimes that is a struggle. And we have to be gentle with ourselves as we move into that place. And But pretty soon, Jill, you're actually believing it. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it take place in your life. It's I so powerful. That. So powerful. Absolutely. Oh, you've given us so much to think about. Yay. Love it. I could do this all day, girlfriend. I could do this all day. I know it. It, it, It's so exciting when you see something work and you... And you've, you've experienced the work yourself. You've experienced the work for... um, you know, in, in your clients, it's so exciting. And so, yes, I totally understand. Then you got to package it in a way that others can benefit from it. So, right. Right. So tell our listeners uh, where they can find you online. Where can they find a copy of mom fog and you're even doing a mom fog challenge. So tell us a little bit about that so that uh, they know where to connect with you. Yeah, you can actually get a free copy of Mom Fog if you go to momfog.com. So we have a challenge that we do, a 21-day challenge that works the way that we know works with moms. And also, I do a live mom boot camp twice a month. So okay. if you go to mombootcamp.com, it's actually spending five days together live with me. I take your questions. We work together. And we get these strategies down. And it's mm. life-changing. Oh, I love that. Fabulous. Okay. Well, we will make sure and put links to those in the show notes as well. Awesome. Fabulous. Awesome. Well, would you be willing to pray for our listeners um, just as we bring this to a close? A hundred percent. I would be honored. Father God, thank you for this time together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just speak life over that listener today, over that mom who you mm-hmm. have led her here because you heard her prayer. Yeah. And she said, God, I know there's more. God, I need help. God, I feel like giving up. God, I don't want to do this. And God, I don't like the way I feel toward my family right now. Father, you have so much love and so much mercy with her that you brought her here to this moment. Father, I speak life over here, over her right now. In the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. I command the enemy to get out of her thoughts Mm-hmm. God shed that love abroad in her heart. So she feels your presence and knows that she was called for this moment because you see in her beauty, you see in her abundance, you see in her freedom, God, you see in her joy, all of mm-hmm. that is possible through you. So father, yes. thank you that you have brought her to this moment. And thank you, God, that she has the boldness to say yes to you and take the next move. Father, mm-hmm. all you ask us to do is not figure out the end from the beginning, but just take the next step because you've already done the heavy lifting. And we praise you and thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. 
I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free eBooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.